Welcome to the Inspired Purpose Podcast. We rise by lifting others. A place to learn, share, and grow with me, Penelope Jones, a certified holistic nutritionist. Me, Tara LaPera, an expert self-love and success coach. And me, Amy Broccoli, a competitive Olympic weightlifter, gym owner, and daily habits coach. This is a place to hear stories of faith, breakthroughs, love, and positivity. Where women can come and share their stories to inspire us all. Okay, today, guys, we have joining us Danielle Shedeker. She has an awesome story of faith and family. But first, let's get caught up with what's going on in our worlds. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm in the middle of running the mini reset right now. So this is week two for them. And this is the part where they're realizing that they're not just losing weight, but they are sleeping better. Their mood is better. Their digestion is better. Their headaches are gone. And they're actually recognizing which foods are affecting them. And that's like the part that makes me so happy. So I'm deep in coaching mode, um, loving on the grandbabies when I can. And uh, just, you know, looking forward to December and kind of like stepping back from coaching a little bit and uh, designing my programs, getting ready to launch more things in January, focus on the family for a little bit, you know, so that's winter it. stuff. Yeah. 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 That's exciting. How about you, Tara? I have to say I'm in full house mode, honestly, and just mommy mode. I have been digging deep into unpiling all of our stuff from moving in. This is our first podcast that I'm hosting in my home in either at a girlfriend's or at the house we were renting. Um, so this is our first one of me in the home. And I'm just, I'm keeping my husband busy, guys. I am literally keeping him busy until he, they ship him off, um, which, you know, keep him definitely in your prayers because he will be leaving us for six months for the academy. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely nervous about that. Um, but I am keeping him busy. We're doing house projects and just being present for the kids. I am still, you know, full in fact with my book and with um, my journal. And I keep promising myself that I'm going to put a free seven day uh, manifesting mama challenge out there. It's probably just going to be in another week or two. I just, there's so much more here that I just want to get done to kind of feel like that. Uh, so that yeah, so you can show up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 I just don't want to half, you know, half it. I want to be there hundred percent. And God is telling me that there's things that I need to do before I do that. So I'm awesome. listening. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. So I, well, update on my social media. So I did take the whole week off. Um, <laughs> I was a little nervous going back into it. You know, I was like, am I going to pick up these bad habits again? Um, but I didn't. I've set limits. I have this like, lockdown mode on my phone after 8 p.m. and it's real annoying. I can get into it, but it's like, okay, I'm not going to bother. It's too much work. So that's helped me like set limits and kind of keep them. Um, but it was funny because Mark was like, you know, why don't you do another week? And I'm like, I might, you know, and I kind of just slowly, I'm, I didn't actually put Facebook back on my phone. Um, but then he was like, do you realize how many books you read last week? And I was like, you know, that is the one thing that truly brings me joy is putting my nose in a book. You know what I mean? Like I just, it's something that I yearn for. Like, I'm like, okay, you clean the bathrooms and you get to read a book. Like that's just something. So I was like, you know what? You're right. So that was well, but I actually want to talk about like an unexpected book. So, um, Matthew McConaughey released a book and it's called green lights. And I just, I, I love that. It. Yeah. Okay. I love his voice. So he narrates it on audible. Right. And I'm like, you oh, know, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So I was like, all right, you know, it's just going to be another one of the, you know, fluffy, whatever stuff that I fill, you know, my days with sometimes and light read, not really, you know, it's the Hollywood thing, you know? So I start listening and I'm like, wow, this he's really talented. Have you oh, heard wow. of videos? Yeah, I've never, no, I, you know, I know him as an actor, like, you know. No, like, he is very inspirational. He is. And he's very, um, create, he's extremely talented, good at writing. However, it's a book that like, I wasn't expecting to change my life in the sense of like reading it could affect how like I look at things differently. And I'm like, it was such an unexpected blessing that it was a green light. So he talks about catching green lights and how you take a negative situation or perceived negative situation and find the positive that comes out of it. Right. And he, you know, he relates to scripture a lot and, you know, it was one of those things that kind of came full circle. And then last week, um, worlds did get canceled. So I was like really bummed about that. You know, like I, you know, I had, it mean, it means that the world masters games got pushed. That was supposed to be in Japan. Um, and my whole family, were all going to go. So I never realized how much I wanted to take my family to Japan. So that's a green light. Um, so that'll happen eventually. Uh, and then if I do break a world record, if they do put it online, it technically doesn't count. But then I kind of started thinking about it and I was like, well, I could break, you know, my friends and family can actually come to my gym and watch me do and break a world record, whether it counts in record books or not. Does that really matter? But that my friends and family can see the fruition of the commitment that it took to get there. You know, I still have to do it. I still have to perform. But I was like, that's a huge green light. Like my you know, my close friends and family, the people that are on my team, they, they're not going to watch me on a screen. They're actually going to watch it in real life. And how often do you get to do that? So I was like, you know, one, I highly recommend either listening to the book. Um, I did end up buying the book as well. I am actually going to do it now. I saw yeah. it. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. It's awesome. You know, I did buy it. Um, because he has pictures in there and stuff. And I wanted to see, like, after hearing the whole story and stuff, he, he lived a very interesting life. But, you know, those unexpected treasures that if I had my face in, you know, Instagram, I might not have found. So there's the green light, you know, like, and it's so funny how, you know, just that concept, which is a very simple concept that we tend to, we all try to live our life that way, you know, and really just snapping your brain around, like, well, wait a minute, you know, that is a, you know, that does suck, right? But at the end of the day, what's going to come out of it? It's probably a green light. So, and he says, keep catching green lights, you know? And I'm like, you know what? And every once in a while, when I actually do catch a green light, I smile. <laughs> I'm like, hey. Yeah. So that's what's new with me. That's awesome. Thank you yeah. for sharing. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yep. So I probably can relate to you sharing on our last episode about taking a social media break and yeah setting parameters and boundaries with it and all that. So hearing you on the other side of that is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the first few days, like I said, were rough, but then, you know, very worth it. Um, okay. All right, guys. So I'm so excited to welcome Danielle to our show today. A little background to start. Um, Danielle is a wife, a mom of three, a vanilla iced coffee lover, and a financial assistant at True North Church. Danielle spent 13 years in the classroom as a first grade teacher and left to spend more time with her family. Um, so Danielle's story um, kind of begins after the birth of her second child, um, Cooper. And uh, she has a boy and a girl at this point. Um, and then why don't, well, welcome Danielle. 
Hi, thanks. Thanks for You're having welcome. me. Yeah. Um, why don't you kind of, I don't want to butcher your story too much, but I, I think it's, it's such a good story of just trusting God um, on something that's pretty grand scale. Like, I don't want to downplay that, but um, so uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit of your journey sure. with this third um, lovely, beautiful yes, baby. Yes, our new little bunny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we um, I was, it was 2013, I was pregnant with my son, Cooper, and just had a lot of, um, like, leading up to his birth, he was born in August, due in September, he, I just had, like, a lot of, like, complications, but nothing the doctors, like, were concerned about, but I was, like, really super swollen, having, like, trouble breathing, things like that, but every time I would go in, it was just, oh, it's, you know, it's normal, it's summer, so you're swollen, all those kind of things. Well, fast forward to, like, Cooper being born, and, you know, I'm in the hospital, still, the doctors didn't, I was still having the same issues, but they still did not, you know, think anything was going on, so I go home, and, um, the next day, they send, like, the nurse that comes to your house. You know what I mean? How they mm-hmm. don't do that anymore, but they used to do that. Yeah. And, uh, and she just said, you you don't look good. I don't, you know, your blood pressure is is off. Like, just, you know, she's like, even the way that you're, like, swollen. Like, it was, she's like, you need to go back and see your doctor. She's like, I, I just think something is, isn't right. So I'm like, I mean, I have no, you know, literally, I just gave birth to, this, to a, a baby. I have, like, no clue what's going on. So I'm like, all right, I'm not thinking anything is you know, major. So we go back and the doctor sends us to the emergency room and we get to the emergency room. We also find at that same moment that Cooper has to be readmitted because he had jaundice. (laughs) So literally my husband takes him to the pediatric ward and I am at the emergency room just by myself. Mm. And I end up, and again, they don't know what to do with me. They send me to triage again. I guess they were thinking I had preeclampsia. So they send me back to the maternity ward. Well, I get there and they're like, you you don't have a baby like you're doing you're not pregnant what are you doing here so I was just like I'm like just in tears because I'm like I don't know what's going on so finally I go back to the emergency room they do all these tests and discover eventually um what they assumed I just had preeclampsia which I believe I did but on top of that they had discovered that I had um a heart condition called a postpartum cardiomyopathy which is basically heart failure um I had been in wow. heart failure for those couple months, that's what was causing a lot of the issues I was having. And then um, from that, so here we have this like little brand new baby and we're sitting in the um, hospital and the cardiologist comes in and he's, you know, at this point, everything was still so like, I mean, my, my, I couldn't even like process most of what was going on. So I was just like, what is happening? So he comes in, he starts explaining everything. And the thing that struck me was he said, um, like one of the main things that I can remember was he said, you know, and you can't have any more children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here I come from a family of five. I wanted, like, I wanted five kids. I wanted a big family. So like, that was like the, probably of all the things was the most devastating sentence right. he probably could have ever said. And I was just like, in all, and so through all that, we like, we, you know, had to keep going to our cardiologist appointments and, and they, told us things like, you know, your heart may never recover. Um, you, um, like it could, even if it does, it could take up to a year, all these different things. And I had been like a Christian my whole life, but I will tell you that it probably was not until I was 30 years old, right after he was born, that my relationship with Christ actually became a real relationship with Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I had, I grew up in a Christian home. I went to a Christian college, like, um, you know, went to church my whole life. And so like knew about God, knew Jesus, knew all the Bible stories, knew it all. 
but never really had experienced a moment in my life where I actually had to come to terms with what was going on and really rely on God. So in that moment, I remember saying to my husband, so they usually don't recheck you for, um, they do another echo for six months after they do this. But he was saying, the doctor's like, well, since it's like so new, like whatever, he's like, if it make you feel better, we'll do an echo at three months. Well, I like remember saying to my mom and my husband, and, and we had so many people praying for us, but I was like, when we get there in three months, my heart's going to be healed. That's it. And I just remember like, it was the first time that I was just like, said, you know, like fully put my trust in God and said like, I know you, I know this, you'll do this. Like I, so I went into that appointment expecting to hear that my heart was fine, like was completely healed. Like I was not even, there was no other option. So lo and behold, we go in, I, I'm taking all the medicine, whatever I go in to that three month checkup and boom, that's what he used to, he's like, well, I, I mean, we're, it's, it's amazing, but your heart is completely back to normal. Like your, the injection fraction rate is what it needs to be all this stuff. But um, I'm like, that's, he's like, but I mean, I, you know, we're just going to continue with the medicine. Da, da, da. And I said, well, what does that mean for like having more kids? No, 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 no. We still don't recommend it. You, you know, it's very dangerous. You could, if, if this were to come back, you could die. I mean, these were the words that, that he told us. Wow. Like, yeah. Cause like, like I said, in the hospital, everything was so crazy that I couldn't even like really comprehend. So this was like the first time that we were like really sitting down and we were asking like real question, you know what I mean? Like questions mm -hmm. and really like fully being able to comprehend the answers. And I, and you know, and, and even still kind of, we're just like, what? but I'm, you know, it's better, but he's like, no, it could, you, you literally could die. Like we've seen it happen that like, you know, this, you know, there's just no, I think because of the unknown, it was just like, I'll do it. So, um, you know, we, at that point, like we're trusting the doctor. I mean, we didn't know any, any difference. So we were thankful that my heart had been healed and, um, we're just like, okay, so this, this is it. You know what I mean? Like that, that was that. And then, um, we, you know, left and, and went on with life. I mean, you know, we, um, I, I felt like in a sense, I came to grips that would, that, that this would be our family and like just the four of us. And, and, and we were thankful for the two beautiful kids that we had. Um, but in that, so like I took a year off with Cooper, like from teaching Well, in, as, as I, it got close to me going back to work, I had this like intense bout of anxiety, which I had never experienced before. So it didn't even, I honestly didn't actually even know what it was. So for almost probably a year, I was having like anxiety, panic attacks, shortness of breath, unable to breathe, all these different symptoms that I kept going to the doctor and they kept checking my heart. They kept checking all these different things. And finally, one of the doctors in the practice just sat down with me one day and just said, just talk to me. When are these, when are these episodes happened to that? And, you know, come to find that for a whole year, I was having panic attacks, anxiety attacks, had no, and had no clue why now. Well, I knew why, but I didn't like, didn't know what was like causing them. So that kind of like set me on a whole nother journey of having like, you know, and I don't know if you've ever had anxiety because I had never had yes. it. So I was yeah. Like, yeah. I, was I have it like, pretty bad. I never, like, I had never experienced mm -hmm. more. I'm like, what is, like, literally what is happening to me? Like, things that I was, like, thinking, like, I was, like, thinking that my kids were going to die in the night if they got, like, a sniffle, like, crazy, like, stuff, and crazy stuff, and my husband was just, like, at first, he had no clue what was going on, he's, like, what are you talking about? Like, get it, <laughs> you're, like, yeah. even for myself, I'm, like, get it together, like, what is wrong with right. you? <laughs> like, you know, these, this is crazy, um, and so, truthfully, the, I would say, like, the hardest part of, like, getting, like 
to the point we are now has been dealing with the anxiety because from the health issue, like I never had, like, again, I never expected to have any kind of health issues like that ever. I mean, like something. Right. You were an athlete, right? You played college sports. Yeah. 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 Even my doctor said, she's like, I I mean, I think they felt really bad that they missed it. Honestly, they, like, they really, you know, because like I said, I was, I was dealing with it for a couple months. I think they, you know, I could tell they didn't say it, but I could tell they were like, kind of like, oh my gosh, like, you know, we missed this, but even they said, and, and truthfully now, I, at first I was kind of angry and frustrated with them, but now I, I get it. They're like, you know, you're, 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 I was like skinny, that you're healthy. You're, you're an athlete. Like there's no, you know what I mean? They were like, no signs. No that major warning signs. Exactly. Yeah. And, and from what I learned, this particular, um, um, heart condition is usually found in like either African American women or like people, uh, women who are, are overweight or obese. So that's, you know what I mean? So they weren't really like thinking that. So anyway, like having this huge, like thing kind of happen, you know, eventually made me realize that like that, the trauma of it, which again, like I didn't, none of these things that I ever like, ever att- like think would, would happen just kind of like started to manifest in all these like different ways. And so, um, that was even when I was like teaching, like I, like I just got reached the point where I like couldn't keep it together. Like I was like, I can't do all the, you know, I can't like mm-hmm. teach and, and be a mom and, and do all these things and be the best wife. And, and even like with Kyle, my husband being like, you know, one of the pastors of church, like as involved as we were at church, I was a crew leader and I was leading the, um, children's shirt, like so many different things. And I was like, I can't like, can't do it all, which which was a blessing in disguise because that definitely led me to leave teaching and, and all that kind of good stuff. But anyway, so kind of the circle back. So the anxiety piece, I think, was what made this pregnancy probably more challenging than anything else. Because for me, what the anxiety would even still does manifest itself in health issues. So like mm-hmm. if one little thing is off, I'm like, oh my gosh, it, it means like my mind automatically goes to like worst case scenario and then I'm like in full-blown it's almost panic. it sounds like a, a trauma response to being told you could have died or you yeah. could and here you have two children young children right. alive you know being faced right. with that makes everything else seem like well it did be- happen before why couldn't yeah. it happen again exactly right? yep and so even like this time with um after the so even so then we also try to like get back so Bell, um, um, Eleanor was born just a month ago. So, yeah. Yes. And how so, did you even, I don't even understand how you got to the point where you would be like, okay, I can have a baby. So that's what I'm going to get to. So we, <laughs> so we, about, I want to say, so she was just born. So probably like, I would say close to two, it was close to two years ago. We had become uh, good friends with a um, couple in church, um, a doctor and his wife, Eileen, Dr. Taylor and his wife, Eileen. And Dr. Taylor had been an OBGYN for years and years and years. I mean, it's funny, delivered a lot of babies at, at True North, which is funny. He delivered a lot of the, um, <laughs> a lot of people there, which is funny. But he, um, so we were at dinner one night and I don't know, I, I'm certain it was probably the Holy Spirit that prompted me to ask him, but I'm not one to usually like ask questions about someone's like, you know, profession, especially because he's not in it anymore, you know, things like that. But I, I just like felt this like prodding just to say, what are, you know, because we've told him our situation and just kind of said, like, what are your thoughts? Like, because Kyle and I so, for so long wrestled with, like, what are, what are we doing? Do we need, like, we kind of, you know, he's, he was 30, what, 38 at the time. I was like 
5.36. And we were kind of like, if we're going to, like we constantly were just like never really closed the door to having another child because in our heart, we really wanted that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we never really like, so, but we finally said like, we've had a, we had a few scares of like, maybe we, you know what I mean? And I'm like, we can't live like this. We got to figure out what we're doing or whatever. So I finally just said, Dr. Taylor, like, what are your thoughts? Like, do we close the door or do we, you know, pursue a different path or should we look into adopting, you know, whatever it may be. And he said, I can't really like, you know, he's like, you know, I can't tell you what to do. He said, but I want you to talk to my friend, this doctor that I worked with with so long. I just, just go in and talk with him. He's a turtle fetal medicine doctor. He works with high risk cases. Just go and talk with, with him and, um, you know, go from there. He's, you know, he's like, I, I would, I would just feel so much better if you just went and talked with him and, and then you can make your decision. So we said, okay, we made an appointment with, and we went to make an appointment with him, but just the way it worked out, we ended up with um, a doctor who actually specialized in cardiac patients, um, high risk cardiac moms. So we were like, all right, this is, this is perfect. Well, we went in and we talked with her. She was amazing. She made us feel so comfortable. And truthfully, she spent probably more time, like you said, talking about the, the trauma that I had gone through, because even through me telling her story, the story, I'm, I'm crying. I couldn't even like hold back the, the tears of like how emotional it was. And she just said, I'm, I'm so, you know, she was just amazing and just sat there. And this is like a busy doctor. She doesn't even barely even see patients. She just one consult a month. And literally, you know, like I said, God's hand was just in every tiny mm-hmm. detail of of this whole process so, so like I said we, we were able to get in with her with a consult she was just amazing and she literally just sat there with us talked with us for as long as we needed and and she literally said like I have all your all your paperwork I have all your your medical records and everything she's like I'm gonna look through them all um she's like from what I've already seen she literally just said there's no reason why you can't have another baby and like how I kind of just sat there like like looking for like, are you, are you sure? <laughs> like, yeah. that's not what we've been, you know, I said, that's not what we've been told by how many, like countless doctors saying, no, don't do this. No, don't do this. No, don't do this. You know what I mean? And for her, she's like, yeah, there's no reason why we we're like, okay. So, and then Kyle always asks the question. He's like, no, this is your daughter. Or this is your sister. Like, you know, what do you, and they have the same situation. Like, what do you tell them? And she said, hundred percent. I tell them to go for it. So we were like, okay, well, of course that meant we still needed to do a lot of testing. They had to, we had to do stress testing, stress echo, um, all sorts of different things just to make sure that, you know, my heart was still functioning hundred percent. And even the stress echo was to make sure that even under stress, I could, you know, it could still perform and every test came back perfect. Um, no issues. So from there, so that all that testing took about, I don't know, maybe like three or four months. Um, so we met with, her again again another thing that she does not usually do we met with her again and she just said all right you guys let me know when you're ready um you know we went through everything and she said you let me know when you're when you're ready and and um you know she had already like laid out what the plan looks like you know as far as like what tests I would get at what time it was like amazing so we kind of felt like and obviously we had prayed through this whole situation so we felt very much at peace with moving forward um with having another baby. The silly, this is gonna sound really silly, but we had been planning and saving for eight years to take our kids to Disney World. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I was no, saving, I'm expensive. like, I don't want to be pregnant. 
I said, I don't want to be pregnant in Disney World. I want to be able to enjoy all this, all this stuff, all the rides. So we had already had our plan trip, uh, our trip plan for January of this past, like of the 2020. So um, anyway, so the funny thing is we were like waiting to get to try until we went to Disney and, and kind of had our one last hurrah with our kids. And it was, it was an amazing experience. And of course, shortly after that COVID hit and shuts everything down. So another God mm-hmm. thing that we mm-hmm. got, got in right before everything went crazy. But, um, um, so anyway, so we find out we're pregnant in early or late February. Um, super excited. We call the doctor's office. We call to talk to doc- Dr. Oxford. We're so excited. And she is no longer with the practice. And we were like, Oh my God. I'll tell you. Yes. Like talk about like, te- like, te- like, oh, a, anxiety. A face. Yeah. like I, my heart sank and I like immediately started crying. I'm like, what, what do you mean? She's not there anymore. Like it was like, because I, and I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what do we do? <laughs> like here I am like thinking like we just got pregnant. We're pregnant. There's no turning back. The doctor is gone. Like she's in right. New York. Nowhere. You know, we can't, even, now, prior to all that, were you able to resume normal activity? Like, could you work out? Like, was your heart functioning at, yes, like, like okay. what, at, Well, like I said, at three months in, it was back to normal. I mean, there was no, not one issue, not one heart issue, nothing. So, wow. like, from that, from all of those seven years, like, nothing was wrong with it. So, um, so anyway, we, so then we were like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Well, my mom is my rock, my prayer warrior. She's my, my go to for everything. So, um, even before we got pregnant, cause she's, it's, it's the whole thing has been so interesting because like I said, I feel like I, even at 30 and through this process, I really found my own faith. Sure. I well, that, can I ask you something? Were you as convicted, yes. right? So you were convicted that my heart is going to be healed, right? You're walking yeah. in there. You're like, now with right. this pregnancy, obviously there's so many, like there's anxiety and trauma and were you, yeah. you know, now, and now like really another small mini trauma, like the doctor that right. you were like, okay, like I'm going to do this. This is, you know, and now, you know, were you as convicted in that moment or did it take some time? Yeah, well, it took some time because yeah. then I, I talked to my mom and I'm like, I can't, I, what am I going to do? Like, I'm so upset. Yeah. And prior to this, she had said, cause she had told me, she's like, you know, I, when we, even when we were deciding to move forward, she's like, I can tell you that God has already shown me a vision of you bouncing this brand new baby on your, on your knees. She's like, so I know that God is going to get you through this, but she said you, and this was again, like, it was just such an important moment for me that she said, you can't move forward on my faith. You have to move forward on Mm. your faith. And I, and it kind of made me realize that like, I feel like almost like my whole life I was living off of her faith and my parents' faith and their, their prayers and realized wow. that like, I, you know what I mean? Like good. I have to, to take that on myself. Like I have to, my relationship with God and my faith in him has to be what carries me through life. Not, not banking on the prayers of everybody else. You know what I mean? And not mm-hmm. to say that their prayers are powerful and aren't going to get me through things, but right. you know me going through it, I'm the one that has to have the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh my gosh. And then she even said, she's like, Daniel, I don't know, but she said, you know, this could be a, a God moment where he moved this doctor up because your trust and your hope was put mm. in this doctor That's and not in God, right? You I was were, thinking the same thing. I, was I literally, that. I was yeah. like, you had to shit because you were putting all your trust, hope, yeah. and faith in her getting right. you through this, but... But she no. wasn't the one, right? Yeah. Exactly. She, the she showed you it was yeah. possible, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
So that's the thing. Like I said, God brought her in. She was super huge. She was pivotal in us even deciding to move forward with having another child. So, um, yeah. So, and, and it was in that moment that I'm like, okay, you're right. Like I, again, I have to, I have to have the faith. It can't be in the doctors. My faith can't be in anything other than God getting me through every single step of, of, of this. Um, so that was like a huge turning point, you know, for me realizing that like, it's not the doctors, it's, it's God. You, you, mm-hmm. like my, I have to fully and totally rely on him. And all that to say, like, it still wasn't easy. There were still moments of like anxiety where I'm like calling. I mean, and again, thank God for my friend, Dr. Taylor. He would field my calls all the time about <laughs> like, I'm having this pain. What is it? You know what I mean? Like, right. and then he would just say, it, it's, you're fine. It's just this, you know what I mean? So there were like a lot of times where I just had to like, you know, continually, you know, go through it. But again, I'm also being pregnant during a, a pandemic where like, yeah start of it all was like so scary right nobody knew Mm -hmm. what was going on and you know there was so much stuff like every appointment I went to I had to go by myself Kyle was wasn't able to come to one single appointment the entire time that's Um, what my daughter went through too yeah Yeah. right and that alone is like when was she born when was your baby born so she was born she was born two weeks early but she was born in um end of October but we were pregnant late February. So March was really the start of all our prenatal care and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. which was literally the start of. So I'm curious to know, like the health of your heart through all the the pregnancy and now today, I mean, I'm sure this is what they, they followed up and and checked everything. So I had two different echocardiograms throughout the whole process. Both came back fully normal. Um, and I think to knowing what I went through, I was like hyper vigilant to the symptoms of what I had, like the super swelling. The amazing thing is I barely even swelled throughout the whole pregnancy. Like, like besides the normal ankle swelling you go through, do you know what I mean? Right. But like, um, I, I had like, you know, no, like I was not able to, like I had to sleep literally like sitting like this. Like I couldn't lay down when I was pregnant with Cooper, like none of that. So like, you know, that alone, like I, like I said, I was like constantly like, oh my gosh, never had any symptoms at all of what I had gone through. And truthfully, the more I learned about it, the more I realized that like that, that there's a lot of women who had that same condition, who, who had multiple births after they were, um, you know, after they were diagnosed and then their heart function returned to normal. So there was a part of me that was kind of like, man, what the heck? Like, why, you know what I mean? Like, why wasn't this information given to me? Instead, I was given like the complete you know, opposite, but, mm-hmm. um, but I have to say, like, there was a point too, where I was like, I had two really anxious days because my heart was, um, I was having a lot of like heart palpitations, which again is also somewhat normal in pregnancy, mm-hmm. especially like early. So there were a lot of like things I was, symptoms I was having that were like normal, but again, my mind was, oh my gosh, now my heart is failing, like, you know, crazy stuff. So I finally like had this realization with God where he said like, you, if you're going to trust me, you got to trust me the whole way. You can't, mm. you know I mean? Like with everything, like, you know, I was saying, and I like was saying like, even just like, I have no problem trusting God in our finances. I have no problem trusting God in like so many areas yet for some reason in health, because of all this stuff, I like, my first thought is never, you know, faith in God, God will heal it. My first thought is, oh my gosh, something terrible is wrong and I'm dying. Like, 
<laughs> like, and he, and I finally, this realization, like, you have to trust me all the way. You know, you can't yeah. just trust me in some things. You have to trust me in everything. And, you know, it was kind of that point of, and I was like, I realized like, I'm here, I'm in this, like, I am pregnant. The baby is coming. Like, yep. there's no, you know I mean? like, there's no turning back now. Like you have to, I have to trust him or that's it. There was no other option. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. this, this is it. It um, is such a beautiful blessing to know that everything has went so perfect for you in yeah. this pregnancy and your health and yeah. just to see you and your baby right as soon as we, you know, logged on. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. God is so good. He truly yeah. is just amazing. How old are your two older children? Uh, they're nine and seven. My daughter so is nine and my son My is daughter seven. was eight when I had my youngest. Okay. So I have three. And she was a very like uh, mature eight-year-old, very uh, aware. So my thoughts, yes. And she was very mothering when I had my youngest Dylan. Um, so, but it's hard to shield children of that age from struggle because they're in the home with you and they feel your emotions and they hear conversations. So I'm just curious if they understood, you know, the risk that was going on and all of that. They absolutely did. We, um, we are very honest with our kids. Um, always have been and it's something that we've always told them that they we expect them to keep no you know keep no secrets to tell us everything that they're thinking feeling um just to always make sure that we're all in this you know the same page and and so they knew because there would be times they would ask us i mean especially Belle, because she was older and she is mature and she would see like even like my you know my family members who were having more having kids you know i mean my sisters and my my um uh family that would like have you know, they would have baby and then they would say like, why are we going to have another baby? You know, and you know, and Kyle and I had to say, well, this is, you know, what happened. Mommy's heart was, was sick and it's better now, but this is the doctor. So we shared all of that with them. Um, and talk about like faith of, of kids, my children, especially my bell are just prayer warriors too. I mean, I'm telling you, they, she just, every time I would like start to have, like, she would come in I would just be crying the one day like I had like I said I had two days where I was just like a hot mess I like couldn't keep it together and she would come in mommy what's the matter and I would just say I'm just worried about this and she would literally just stop and pray for me wow and she would say wow. mommy God's mom, mommy God's got you he's not he's he's gonna help he's gonna heal you he, like for me like she's like what is it I was having the heart palpitation she's like Lord we pray that mom that God takes it that you just take away mommy's heart palpitation so she can rest and have peace I mean like and that's, but that's then like, that's been our life. Like anytime there's something wrong, we pray like they, and they pray, like they'll just come up. If I say I have a headache, they'll come up and pray for me. I mean, that's just how they are. So, the baby, what a good testament for them to see yeah. witness. They were so then, this and big thing. The cool thing is, yep. They would say all the time, like, so when we found out we were having a baby, they were like, I mean, through the roof, thrilled. And it was funny. We would even ask them. So this is like, I'm telling you, like, even before we found out we were pregnant, they would pray for, a, they would, were, every night they prayed for mommy to have an, a new, another baby. So, I mean, like, they were, like, already in it from the start. Like, before we even, like, found out we were pregnant, they, for, like, I'm telling you, a year from when the whole process started, they, every night, were just praying for a new baby, praying for mommy to be healthy, praying for the a new baby. And people would ask them, do you want a boy or a girl? They literally both said, we, we don't care. We just want a baby. Like they just were so excited <laughs> to have a baby. So blessing all the, around the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So just to like see all of it come like full circle and to see that, like to see them with the baby. I mean, like obviously Kyle and I are thrilled that we have our, our, our third 
we call our little miracle baby, but they like to see them with her is, I, I don't know words. There's no words. It's, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like they just have taken to her. Like people are like, how are they doing? I'm like, what are they doing? They fight over her. They wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I saw like, Kyle, her husband at church and it was shortly after. And I said, well, how's the baby? He's like, well, I don't get much time with her. Yeah. So I kind of have to fight, you know, yeah. I have to fight. Well, Kyle like, had okay. to go, yeah. Kyle had to go to actually to an appointment at one thirty, which I was like, wait, you're supposed to be having the baby. And then Belle's like, I got her. Like, so Belle's down there right now. I'm taking care of the baby. And one day Aww. I fell asleep. I fell and asleep. Again. Yep. And I never even, I never take naps. I fell asleep here. She wanted, she is so sweet. She wanted me to sleep. She took the baby and literally for two hours. Kept wow. Her, yeah. Like, and I didn't even know I was just sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need to talk to my 20 year old. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So like, it's just, so they're amazing. And I think it's such an awesome, like I said, it's been so awesome to have them in the process because they, they do get it. They understand. And for kids that are seven and nine, like I said, being someone who was raised in a Christian home and an amazing Christian home, my parents are amazing. Um, but I don't think I understood God. I know I did not understand God the way that they do at seven and, and nine and just wow. already understand, like I said, the power of prayer, the power of, of faith and what God can really do. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that like, he really is in all the things and, and a lot of that with, with just our parenting, like, is that's one thing that Kyle and I had talked about was that I, I want our kids not just to like know about God. I want them to know him and understand that he is good and that, you know, just all the things. And so like, this has just been such an amazing process for them to go through with us and to see. And like I said, that little baby is our little miracle. And so mm. we, we call her our, our miracle baby. She's our, our so. I guess the big uh, question is, are you thinking about another one? I know you just had one, but I'm just curious. So to be honest with you, I absolutely hated being pregnant regardless. Of <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm not doing this again. Like, I uh, yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I did not I mean, I was, either. And I never, and I will tell you, I did not think that way when I was pregnant with the first two. As, as, and Cooper's pregnancy was miserable. As miserable as his was, I was ready to have as many more kids as God would give me, right? Until all that stuff happened. So this time, from the beginning, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> any more children, it will not be biologically. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe perfect because I was like, I do not want to do this again. <laughs> well, so I was with my third. I was like, Hudson, that's it. You're the last one, buddy. I know it's funny because a lot of people have said that the third one was the one that kind of like makes you go, yes, I'm yeah, done. Sealed, sealed the deal of like, I'm done. So when people ask, I'm like, no, we are, we are all. <laughs> what a beautiful story, though. What yes. a beautiful story you'll get Absolutely. to tell Eleanor someday, you know? Yeah. And so even when we were looking at her name, her name means um, God, is, uh, God is my light. And Aww. so we even wanted to make sure that her name had just some really important significance because for us, like I said, she is. And then her middle name is Hope. So oh, her wow. middle name is Eleanor Hope. And so mm. we wanted to make sure that her name was, you know, just a testament to her. So kind of like how she even came about and, and yeah. her life. So. Love it. We tell our kids is that their their job in life is to be is to be God's light and let it shine. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, thank thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing all of yeah. that. Thanks for all having right. me. I appreciate Tara. letting me share. Yeah.
All right, Tara, yeah, you're up oh, with yeah. the uh, feel-good story. I do have our feel-good story, yes. And I have to say, this one um, definitely choked me up a bit, and it just goes to show you. I'm not as hormonal as last time. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get my feel-good story through. I was sobbing the whole time I was reading it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, never, yeah. There should never be limitations to anybody in this world. If, if you put your heart to something, you can truly do it, and this is a testament to it. So, um, uh, Chris uh, Nickage, he's 21 year old Florida man. Um, he became the first person with Down syndrome to finish an Ironman and earn himself a Guinness World Record for finishing wow. the race in 16 hours and 42 minutes. Oh my he gosh. says that you know every day, if he could just be one percent better of a person then that is it. I was like, oh my, I mean, there is so much more to this story. So we definitely have to share this, but mm -hmm. he says that he's got so many more goals. He already put his goals out there for 2021. He said that there's nothing that's impossible. He goes, even for me having Down syndrome, he goes, I can do anything. He goes, Aww. I'm going to marry a wife with blonde. That's like my mom. <laughs> and oh my Aww. God, he was dancing to music in this video I was watching. And he said that he gets this strength and this knowledge and all this from his dad. His dad said, no matter what, every day, son, wake up and be 1% better than who you are today. He took that into his head and he's like, I'm going to do it. This kid is, power I mean, I watched this video three times this morning because yeah. I was just in awe you know, it just goes to show us, it doesn't matter how we come into this world. It doesn't matter if, you know, what our limitations or what we think that we can and cannot do. Like you can put your mind and heart to anything. I don't care if you've got no limbs. I mean, like it, it doesn't matter, you know? And, you know, also how you share with the anxiety part too. Like I suffer from it and I, for years had lost it for a while and I didn't have any anxiety and it came back strong with COVID mm -hmm. and with the move and all that. And as I'm sitting here reading his story, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's a, it's a wake up call. It's a wake up mm -hmm. call no matter who you are. And yeah. for this kid, because he's, he's really changing the world out there for so many people and Aww. God bless them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, if, yeah, if you understand like a, a, an Iron Man is the epitome of being the fittest and in, in the fit, yes. like, like that, that's not like, you don't, you actually have to like qualify for that. You can't just show up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's legit. Like you know, they show you like what he does in the day, his workouts, what his plans are. And I mean, he's. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. Absolutely. You know, you know, it popped into my head as you were saying that story just very quickly is um, I, when COVID kind of hit and all of our lives were stopped, I feel like we almost stopped living and we were kind of right. So we were still living in our homes with our family, but we really, we couldn't possibly go do this now. We couldn't possibly go do that now. We couldn't possibly achieve this. I had such gigantic goals for 2020 and it just was like, pause, but look, he still kept going. No, he, he kept doing it. He November. shifted. He still kept achieving, you know, yeah. no matter what's going on out there, we still have decisions and choices to make for ourselves and how we want yep. to live, you know? So, and yeah. the 1% thing, Amy, you're the first person who ever taught me that. And it's yeah. just so an important thing, you know. It is. So, yeah, so it that's is a cool for sure. Story. We're going to put that in the show notes, right? Yep, so it'll be there. Video. Yep. Okay. All right, let's go around and say what we're grateful for. We'll wrap up. Who wants to go first? Tara, let's just yeah. look at you. Well, that's who I was going to say. I'm definitely grateful for my husband. He, I mean, 
I wish he would have showed me these talents that he has had hidden for so long <laughs> where, you know, he's just coming. I mean, as you guys know, like the barn door, I know you guys can't see it behind me in the video, but he built this barn door. I gave him an inspiration and he's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do it. And yeah, he spent some money on tools and he's like, well, babe, if you want me to do this, you want me to do that, I got to go buy this and this and this. Um, but it's interesting to see the changes in him. I mean, over the past few months, because, you know, he's in law enforcement and, you know, he's never really had the time to really dig in deep. And with our move and COVID, because he hasn't, you know, gone into um, where he, he's supposed to be going away for the academy for six months, but they have kept him home with us for a little while. And he's like, what am I going to do? You know, so this is when I got my honey to do list. And he has really challenged himself. He did not know he was this talented. And, and he's absolutely loving it. I see like a little light in him and he just, I, he's very proud of himself and I'm very proud of him and I'm going to keep him busy. Oh, <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> and he knows it. We already went shopping at Lowe's yesterday. He's got a lot more time yeah. <laughs> on, on the list, but um, I'm definitely so grateful for him. Truly grateful for him. I'm going to say I'm so grateful for the 24 women that are in my mini reset right now. Um, they are finding that that group is their little kind of go-to happy place where there are other women in there just building each other up. They can share their struggles honestly and, find, and be fully supported by people they don't even physically know in person. Um, and they're really serious about making changes in their health. And I just, I scroll through it and I, like, I'm so grateful for this group and thank you so much. And guys, I'm struggling with this and here's what I did. Here's what I did. Try this, try this. Um, it's just beautiful to watch, you know? So I just, I love it. I've said it on the podcast before. Every woman who comes on this podcast shows up so authentically mm -hmm. and it touches me every single time because for years I was not in that kind of a world. You know, I was not surrounded by that in my growing up life or in my, you know, younger adult life. So, and I only want to be surrounded by women who are uplifting and authentic and real and messy and wonderful Amen. and all the things. So to, to witness it happening in the groups that I've created really makes my heart sing. So oh, that's all awesome. Beautiful. All right, Danielle, can you, would you mind sharing with us what? Um, well, not to say the same thing as Tara, but I will tell you that through this last, I feel like my husband has just been amazing. I can't even imagine doing anything without him, but this last, you know, month for sure. He's just, I, I, I love him and I'm so grateful for him and just for everything that he does. He's, he's such an encourager, but he's also just like taken on so many things. Like, <laughs> let's be real. Like, I mean, like I said, like those, those, uh, postpartum hormones hit, hit, hit hard for like a solid three weeks. Oh yeah. He do. just took it on. I mean, he, took on the kids and, and just helping keep the house clean and, and getting up with the baby in the night, just like everything. So like, I just am so, Aww. so, so beyond grateful, um, for just him and for just everything he does. And then through it all, he's still doing his, you know, normal stuff with at church and keeping up with all the people that he keeps up with. I don't even know how he, he does it. He so. is. I, I have never met anyone. So I do check in with him. I, I did it at the night. And I, I said to him, I said, you literally have a photographic memory he knows he knows like everyone's name what they do I'm like you are like I'm I'm amazed at how he truly well and and honestly he was one of the first people that kind of welcomed Mark and I to True North um besides George obviously but you know 
he is, he, he's definitely a special individual. And that's the second shout out Pastor Kyle has gotten on our, <laughs> our podcast. Cause I gave him a shout out a while ago because he, he's prayed for us quite a bit, but yeah. And Danielle, I'm just, you know what, today I'm very grateful for you and for really stepping outside of your comfort zone and sharing your story because it, there's so many nuggets in there that I, I just, I, I really am grateful and I appreciate you, you know, doing the uncomfortable, but you know, like it's we chatted about. Help someone, touch yes. someone, give someone hope. Yes. Know, yes. For so many things, you know, in, in just your, your total conviction. And, and I think, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can find us on our Instagram page at inspired purpose coaching, or you can find us on Facebook at inspired purpose coaching as well. Or you can reach out to us via email, inspiredpurposecoaching at gmail.com. And if you like what we've been up to here on the Inspired Purpose Podcast and you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review, and any podcast love that you want to give us, um, we appreciate it. Let's Let's rise rise together. together.